This week, on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we discuss our very first action movie memories. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a, a brand new little mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I guess that still makes me John Rooney. Yep, you've already used that joke, and it's just as terrible this time, you <laughs> horrible monster. I continue to win! <laughs> and today, for our little uh, mini-sode here, we're going to do a new little thing. Uh, we're going to talk about our first action memories. These are things that spoke to us as young men that led us to this life of criticizing and analyzing and discussing action movies. John, what's your first action memory? Let me take you back to the glorious year of 1989. Madonna is topping the charts. The first Bush still in office. Dan Quayle, not a joke yet. Really? to see how far he would come with me. I don't know about that one. We took two steps forward and one step back like that Paul Abdul song. (laughs) Anyway. I love uh, that cat. MC Scat Cat? (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know he had a solo album, right? It's out there. It's out there. Look it up. MC Scat Cat has a a whole album of at least ten songs. They're all stupid as shit. If this is not on Spotify, I will be very angry. (laughs) Now, despite the uh, the clear action credentials of Paul Abdul in the 80s, uh, what I want to talk about is a little movie that came out. You might know it as Batman, starring Ooh. Michael Keaton as Batman. Ooh, Ooh. Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh, this was one of the very first movies I remember, let alone just action movies. And uh, the image that will be forever associated with this movie for me is, I can't remember exactly when it happens. I think... Uh, pretty early on, it's where Batman is kind of taking on some of the Joker's goons, uh, and one of the Joker goons thinks he's got the drop on him, he's gonna run at him from behind, but, uh, Michael Keaton gives him a good old backhanded backfist without even having to look at him because he cannot turn his neck in that <laughs> retrospectively god-awful bat suit. Yeah. Seriously, take a look at that bat suit. It, it, it's got smudge marks all over it. It's the like rubber <laughs> is like bending in weird ways like they left it in the oven too long. It looks like somebody like melted down a bunch of Goodyear tires. <laughs> it looks like a shrinky dink. poured it over him. <laughs> poured it over him and waited for it to dry. It looks like a shrinky dink that you didn't take out in time. <laughs> I love, I believe there's a part, I don't know if it's the first one or the second one where he has to look up, but at first, he he needs to look up, but in order to do that, he has to look to the right and then bend his whole body <laughs> yeah. over at the waist. That's, that's in the first one when he is looking up at the top of the big bell, the bell tower. tower. That, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Boy, that sure must look high when you're bending <laughs> over at the waist, <laughs> doing the limbo to look up. Patrick, what's your first action memory? Uh, you know, I probably, I certainly saw some action movies before this, but the thing that really sticks for me was, uh, it's late in, uh, also a 95 classic Tombstone. Uh, it's the best acting Val Kilmer will ever do. And he will have a duel with, uh, the hero from Terminator, Michael Bean. Oh, yeah. Who plays Johnny Ringo. <clears throat> and, uh, some great lines are said, and Johnny Ringo unfortunately gets shot in the head. And it really appealed to me being 10 at the time when Doc Holliday looked down on his dead body and said, I'm your Huckleberry. And that, that for me is why I'm in the action movies. It's not just the gore, it's the punch. 
punchlines, damn it. <laughs> Come for the gore, stay for the one-liners. Absolutely. It's the Baker Square rule when it comes to action movies. I knew I loved Predator when that knife hit that guy in the chest and Arnold Schwarzenegger looked, smiled, pointed, clicked, and said, Stick around. <laughs> For those of you not able to see us, Patrick Bromley stabbed himself in the chest. <laughs> yeah, he did. To further emphasize his point. Yeah. As if we couldn't imagine in our mind's eye what the hell a knife going into a chest would look like. Okay, to be fair to Patrick, when you were talking about Batman's backhand punch, you did it in such a manner as if you were auditioning for Tim Burton to yeah. play Batman. Did I get the part, Tim? Give me a call. I haven't heard from you. Uh, no, you don't wear stupid hats and you're not Johnny Depp, so you don't get the part. I'm sorry. Zing. Take that, Tim Burton. Uh, Mark, what's your earliest action memory? So, the very first movie I remember going to as a child, the first movie I remember seeing is RoboCop. <laughs> Which came out in 86, 87, when I was about four or five years old. (laughs) Nice. And I was super into RoboCop when this movie started. Because I'd seen the commercials, and I knew, like, I'm going to get a robot shooting people. It's going to be fun. That movie opens with Detective Murphy, played by Peter Weller, getting murdered by about eight guys. His hand gets blown off his arm. He gets shot in the face. There's blood. There's guts everywhere. And even as a small child, I was all right with the violence because I knew that had to happen for him to become Robocop. <laughs> and then I was on board. I just imagine just a little four-year-old Mark in the theater, don't worry, Robocop, you'll get a cool robot arm. It'll have a spike that can hack computers. <laughs> also, what's a computer? It's 1986. <laughs> Yeah, and what's even crazier about that is the movie that did freak me out when I was a kid was Gremlins. Uh, because, like, Gremlins, I was on board with all of Gremlins. The entire movie. Throw a Gremlin in the microwave, blow it up. Awesome. Gremlins sabotage an old lady's wheelchair lift on her stairs and shoot her out of a building 500 feet. Awesome. Gremlin exposes himself to Phoebe Gates. Awesome. <laughs> But at the end of the movie, when all the mayhem is done, and the old man comes to collect Gizmo again, and we cut to the credits, just before there's this little bit of narration, and the guy says something along the lines of, So if you hear any noises under your bed or your couch, look out. It might be gremlins. <laughs> and that is what freaked me wow. out. Because we lived in kind of an old house and it like creaked and made a lot of noises. And all of a sudden I had a reason to attribute these things to. See, if only you had immediately seen Gremlins 2 and be rest assured that no matter, no matter what happens, Hulk Hogan <laughs> will be there for you. The problem is, this right here, people, this is why epilogues keep getting written. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it freaked me out. I was convinced gremlins were going to kill me every day for a very long time. And it ruined, I didn't finish my hot fudge sundae that night. I remember that specifically. I did not finish my hot fudge sundae. And my parents were very upset. (laughs) Well, that's it for this little mini-sode here of Body Counts and Beer. Once again, I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. And now you know the origin story of why I'm John Rooney. And we'll see you next week. 
Good night, folks. Body Counts and Beer is John Rooney, Mark Rosenthal, and Patrick Bromley. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Body Count Cast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you want to email us, do so at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com.